When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Little shoot around on this Wednesday as we get you set for Celtic Sixers game number two. So we'll take it for 60 minutes right up until 8 o'clock. But we got Harvey Cruz and Julian Kushnick producing the program. And you can tweet at me at Dan Grasso, G-R-A-C-A. So 60 minutes, a lot of things that we could squeeze in here, which we will do at 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Both baseball teams in action tonight. Yanks and guards in a rubber match out in the Bronx after Brian Cashman says, don't wave the white flag just yet on us. We still got a chance once we get some of our guys back. Look, you know, there's no love lost between me and the Yankees, but even I have to agree with the general manager. You got 130 more games to play. You know, you'd be foolish to bury him at this point. So a lot of baseball still to play. Devils starting the round two tonight down in Carolina after disposing of the Rangers in seven games. They will take on the Metro Division champion Canes. I say Devils in six. We'll see if that is right or not. Jets keep signing players left and right. Some of them know Aaron Rodgers. Some of them don't know Aaron Rodgers. And then we got the Knickerbockers. Because thank goodness for the Knickerbockers right now. They were able to at least do what they were supposed to do last night. And even up this series at a game apiece, which, look, it was a tricky spot, you know, because you go into a game like that last night, you're home, coming off of a disappointing performance, so you have that sense of urgency. Then you find out that the opposition is playing without their best player in Jimmy Butler. And, and, and really, I mean, if you want to go back to even the beginning of this whole thing, I mean, they didn't have Tyler Hero to begin with. So these are two dangerous players that you don't have to contend with. So it's like everybody expects you to win. And it's human nature that sometimes you can step out on the floor and you have this false sense of confidence that, oh, you know, what we got to do is lace them up and just step on out there and we're going to get the job done. Well, Celtics learned that lesson in game one of their series when the Sixers didn't have the NBA MVP and they still went up to Boston and took a game number one. And boy, for about three and a half quarters last night, the thought had to be going through your mind that the Knicks were going to suffer a similar fate because, you know, I was doing the game last night and just watching the way that thing unfolded, it just seemed like, I even mentioned this a couple of times during the broadcast too, it just seemed like my own Miami always had an answer for what the Knicks were throwing at them, right? When the Knicks would make a couple of shots there to either get within one or two or, or tie the game, it seemed like Miami would always come back down the other end of the floor and make a bucket when they needed to. And it was guys like Martin and Gabe Vincent. It was just seems like they always, you know, Max Struess hitting shots, and you're like, is this really going to happen? Are they going to drop the first two games of this series? Because, look, bottom line, I know that they play seven for a reason, but if the Knicks couldn't get the job done last night and lose the first two games on their home home court, you had to be a little bit pessimistic that they were going to be able to find a way to get up off the mat and to get back into this series. So thank goodness they found a way to get the job done. And you know what? Let's start right at the top. You give credit to Jalen Brunson, a guy who by his own admission was dissatisfied with his performance in game one. Thought it wasn't terrible, but... Didn't make a three-pointer. 
turned the ball over a handful of times. It really wasn't the type of outing we expect to see from a guy like Brunson. And boy, did he show up when his team needed him the most. Puts 30 on the board, 23 of them coming in the second half. Couldn't have asked for more from this guy down the stretch. Julius Randle, right? All right, back in the lineup. After missing game number one, you know that he's not even close to 100%. Guy goes out there and is two assists shy of a triple-double. And if you watch him going up and down the floor, you could tell that he's not even close to where he wants to be in terms of conditioning. Forget about the ankle. Just in terms of how much hop he has right now. And he even spoke about that during the Cavaliers series, that after missing those handful of games to close out the regular season, you know, the conditioning level was not where he felt was acceptable enough here in the playoffs, but he's out there doing what he has to do to help his team win, right? This is the playoffs. You empty the tank, you lay it all out there on the line. Did that again last night. And he did not even attempt a shot in the fourth quarter, folks. Didn't attempt a shot in the fourth quarter, but think about how many plays he made which helped the Knicks find a way to win that game. Josh Hart, again, you know, where have we heard this one before? Almost like every time that he steps out on the floor. And what's, his, what, what's the Knicks' record now since the Josh Hart trade? What is it, something like 21-10 and 10 I saw? Guy's a winning player, makes winning plays. I still don't love him in the starting lineup. I'm sticking to that. I still think that he provides a greater service for this team coming off of the bench because they give that second unit a little bit of a boost. But he was an assist shy of a triple-double last night. First Nick to have at least 10, 10, and 9 in a playoff game since Clyde did it back 50 years ago. You need more Josh Hart's on your team. can never have too many of them. They help you win games. Nick shot the ball better from three as opposed to what they did in game number one. And let's, you know, not forget guys like Isaiah Hartenstein. Think about how many huge plays and how it seemed like he was always around the basketball when he was out there on the floor playing 25 minutes last night. Whether it was cleaning up the glass, whether it was fighting for loose balls, always seemed to get his hand in a passing lane, it seemed like. Uh, Hartenstein, I don't know, they, I don't know if they win that game last night without Isaiah Hartenstein. That was enormous, the contribution from him. So they did what they had to do. Bottom line, right? They got this series even up, and now you could take a few days off to help the injured players get a little bit healthier, whether that's Randall, whether that's Brunson, whoever may need a spell. Remember, you're already pushing close to 90 games played already this season. Now, Jimmy Butler's going to get a little bit healthier, too, for Miami, which, okay, you know, works both ways. But I think the Knicks go down in Miami and win some games. I don't think that the Heat have a home court advantage, which is, you know, completely bulletproof. I don't think they've exhibited that at all. Knicks got a good shot to go down there and at least get one, and I think that that's what the goal has to be. Reestablish home court advantage. Get one of these next two games. And you make it a best two out of three, and you got the home court back in your favor. I, I think any Nick fan will sign up for this right now. Any single one. But that was a fun one last night. You know, it, it, it's interesting because there's no style points, right? Especially in the playoffs. Whether it's by one point, whether it's by 50 points, you just got to win the game. And I know that human nature, as I said a little while ago, like you expect when Butler's not playing, that the Heat might have looked at this game and said, oh, you know what, we got our one already. We accomplished what we set out to do, and hey, let's get our guy healthy. If we lose tonight, so be it. 
we got our win. And so you just expect the Knicks to go out there and just blow this team out of the building. And that didn't happen. Like I said, three and a half quarters, it was scary. Until about seven minutes left in that game where the Knicks were down by six, you were probably a little bit nervous thinking, geez, they're going to go down 0-2 in a series that was extremely, extremely winnable for them. It really and truly was. And for a while, I I mean, that kind of like was a game that reminded me of the 90s a little bit because points were hard to come by, especially after that first quarter. I mean, it was like a, it, it, it was a knock them out, drag them out kind of slugfest there for a little bit, which is what playoff basketball and specifically Knicks Heat playoff basketball, that's what we're accustomed to seeing. But they got the job done. And you know what? You worry about Saturday in a couple of days. I know it's ridiculous with the NBA schedule. I mean, why we need so much time between games, right? I mean, normally they would play on Thursday, every other day. And if you want to tack on an extra one, okay, say Friday, but Saturday? I mean, Saturday. I I, I can't believe this. It's going to feel like the start of a brand-new series, for crying out loud, when they step out on the court again Saturday afternoon. But you know what? Both teams are going to play by the same rules here. But you have to feel enthused if you're a Knicks fan after getting that win last night. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I, I, I take a little bit more from that performance, given the fact that it didn't come easy and that they had to come from behind in the fourth quarter as opposed to if it was just a wire-to-wire win. You know, you got to be battle-tested in these playoffs. Even though that Cleveland series seemed a little bit routine, you know what? There were a couple of games where, you know, Knicks had to fight for it. Even though they were the better team, they had to prove that they were indeed apt to maybe taking a couple of body blows, and how were they going to get off the mat? And they accomplished that in the first round, and there's going to be more of these type of situations over the next five games potentially against this Heat team. They're not going anywhere. You'd expect Butler to be back in the lineup, and you know what? All bets are off. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Want to get your thoughts here on what we've seen, not just last night, but in the first two games of this series as we now shift the scene down to South Beach for at least the next two games. So we'll do a lot of Knicks here. We'll also get into a little bit of what took place up in Westchester today when the Rangers broke up for the season. Some interesting comments from a couple of the players and specifically the head coach who, last time I checked, he's still the head coach right before we got on the air, but I don't know about you. You read between the lines a little bit. It's almost like Gerard Gallant is publicly almost challenging the Rangers' hierarchy to make a coaching change. Really and truly. 800-919-3776. That is our telephone number. Dan Gross' show, only a 60-minute vehicle tonight. Taking it right up until 8 o'clock. Then it's Boston and Philadelphia, game number two, right here on 987 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We don't want to go there uh, down 0-2. You know, we felt like we had a shot to win the first game, and, you know, we let it slip. You know, we wanted to come out here. Um, I knew from the beginning, you know, they're kind of playing, um, you know, loose. Their best players out. They were kind of playing with a what do we have to lose mentality. They already got the first game. and You know, I was telling the guys from the beginning, you know, it's going to be a battle. You know, no matter what, it's going to be a battle. And then, you know, shout out to the guys. Everybody stepped up, did their part. That's Julius Randle as his team responded in a big way, evening up the series at one game apiece. Dan Gross' show. We're rolling to 8 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. Devils and Hurricanes underway, scoreless. A couple of minutes into the opening period. Each team is going to have an opportunity here on the power play to see who could break through first. I'll tell you, we'll get to the calls in just a second. A, a real, real, real inspiring return to the mound tonight for Max Scherzer. First game back off of his uh, sticky suspension in Detroit. He's down 3 nothing through two innings already. He's already uh, given up a home run, gave up two runs in the first inning. And by the way, this is a Tigers team that has scored the fewest runs in baseball by far. By far. Go Mets! Yay! You know, Cecil Fielder, Prince Fielder, Maglio Ordonez, Miggy Cabrera, Kirk Gibson, friggin' Lance Parrish, whatever, Mickey Tettleton, Alan Trammell, Lou Whitaker, uh, you know, Ty Cobb. Whatever luminary from the past you want to throw in there. None of them are in the lineup tonight. None of them. I mean, is Max Scherzer, is Max Scherzer like magically going to get better as the season goes along? Is he like magically going to get younger? You know, I know sweat and rosin is apparently prohibited by Major League Baseball. What about like water from the fountain of youth? Can he get Ponce de Leon on the phone? Can, can, can Steve Cohen in, in all of his billions, can he get Ponce de Leon on the phone? and get some water from the Fountain of Youth delivered to this team? Because you know what? This is just the appetizer. Tomorrow it's Verlander. Imagine how ugly that could be, because he's another guy making $43 million this year that you're counting on to bring you to a World Series. Oh, the hell with that. Anyway, let's get to the phones. Let's talk something uplifting like the Knickerbockers. 800-919-3776. Christopher in Monmouth is going to start us off here on the Dan Grosser Show. Christopher, how are you? Dan, how are you? I got to tell you, Lance Parrish, that was like the baseball card that was in every pack I ever bought as a kid. Lance Parrish also had a cameo uh, appearance, one episode of Different Strokes, I remember. That's so funny. <laughs> every baseball card, guaranteed a Lance Parrish card. You have some of their tops or Fleer. Anyway, All I'm star dating catcher, myself a Lance little bit here. Parrish. There you go. So listen, I am I'm a I'm 46. I I am a Knicks fan. Love the Knicks. Obviously, watching Starks clapping is wonderful. Seeing Patrick the other day, you know I'm totally with you on Josh Hart. I like him off the bench. If there's a different dynamic, injuries aside, you got to do what you got to do. Different dynamic, him coming off the bench. You're you're 100 percent correct there. I'm with you there. And that Nick game yesterday, that's a Nick game. That's a Nick playoff game. I mean, for for years they are not. The flashy team, the blow you out. It is a grinded out game. I'm texting with my friend. I'm like, this is a Nick playoff game. Stressful game on uh, last night, no doubt about it. But listen, I almost like the way this series is going because we need a little adversity to learn 
But Brunson, he is on. I don't like Obi's shots the other night. A little scary. Um, I'm glad RJ is finding something. But I'm confident we go down there and split it. And even if this is a seven-game series, Dan, I've heard you all year, this season is a win. I mean, it's a win. Do I want to get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Absolutely. But right now, just watching Nick play off basketball in the second round and being competitive, I mean, that's a win in the last five years. We can't really say a lot about that. No, you're you're playing May basketball, and and I appreciate the phone call, Christopher. I do get back to us. I mean, this is it's an extremely winnable series, and I'm going to stick to my guns and what I was saying. I, I I still think win, lose, or draw. I think this is a successful season already for the Knicks. You were, you won a game in the second round. You won a game in the second round of the playoffs. Like it's not like you're just lucky to be here, and it's not just as if you know you're sitting there facing a team that's way better than you are. No, this is gettable. Like you can actually win this series, right? You've already put forward a decent effort, and and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, and I'm glad that Chris did because I didn't mention his name in in the first segment, and that's R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett played a good game last night, you know, and R.J. Barrett though was not on the floor during crunch time. You know, when Tibbs had that lineup out there to close out the game, he had Randall, Robinson, Brunson, Hart, and Quentin Grimes. Right? Not RJ. And RJ played a lot of minutes in that game, and I'll tell you something. I don't know where the Knicks are come halftime, come the third quarter, without RJ's contribution that he gave you in the first half. Because when they were struggling to put the ball in the ocean, especially in the second quarter, the Knicks were dreadful in the second quarter offensively. First quarter, they shot 5 of 10 from 3. They put up 30-whatever points it was. You felt good about them. Second quarter, they were 2 of 10 from 3, and they started 0 of 7. They went through a drought. That zone was giving them some problems, but Barrett was like the only guy consistently that was able to score. He had 19 points in the first half, so he at least put them in position to steal this game in the fourth quarter, what they did. So even though he wasn't out on the floor at the end, he still factored in major into them winning that basketball game. And you're not going to get any guy like R.J. Barrett pouting after the game. Some other players, maybe with a little bit of an ego, would have been like, oh, you know, why wasn't I out there and they're sulking? Or better, they would have dodged the media after the game last night. R.J. didn't. He was at his locker. He answered all the questions because the Knicks don't win that game without him. It's as simple as that. 800-919-3776, that is the... Telephone number. Knicks couldn't have lost that game last night. I even tweeted it out there. And I, Roger Federer was in the house last night, sitting courtside. Okay? That's royalty. They, 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 they could not lose that game in front of King Roger. Roger's going to take in a Knicks game maybe like once every 10 years. Knicks have to win that game. And they did. Hiro and Hackensack up next here on 9870 ESPN. Hiro, how we doing? Hey, man. How are you? I'm great. What's going on? Listen, man, I'm just happy as you are to still be in this in May. May, and we're talking Knicks. That never happens, man. I'm watching the game last night, and I'm a longtime Knicks fan since back in the 90s. I'm 30, 37 years old since back in the 90s. My stuff pops in me growing up watching Patrick Ewing, watching Sprewell go nine for nine from three. So that's what I'm used to, right? And used to not being in the playoffs. So it was really awesome. It was really awesome to watch basketball and watch as a fan of my team, not just watch to watch the NBA like most other seasons, you know? Well, and not only oh, that, I mean, uh, you know, you, you, like you talk about those days, Hyro, think about it, right? Once we got to this part of the calendar, 
it was like a given that Madison Square Garden, whether it was on a nightly basis, every other night, I mean, the place was going to be hopping because you know you had big playoff games involving this basketball team, especially in the 90s. And it's been too long between drinks. It's nice to have this feeling again. Oh, it's absolutely, it's it's absurd. It's so awesome. It's great. It's magical. It really is, man. And to see all these people going nuts in New York City after these wins, I mean, that's just awesome to see. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Hi, Ro, thanks for the phone call. I, I, I said this the other day. God forbid, God forbid this team makes the NBA Finals or ever wins a championship. I mean, is the city still going to be standing? I mean, look at how these fans are reacting even after just, like, one win in one of these series. Go fighting! They're, like, shutting down the city. You know? I mean, what's going to – oh. People, don't do anything stupid, by the way. You know, take it from me. Don't do anything dumb. Everybody wants a team to win. If they win, enjoy it. But don't, do, don't be Philly. You know? Don't be like them. Jan and Yonkers up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jan, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine since we won last night. Uh, it was nice to see ex-Knicks players at the arena. Bernard King, Carmelo Anthony, Amari Stoudemire, Starks. Um, Ewing was there the other night, the Knicks- which was great to see. I think I even yeah. spotted Marcus Camby. You know, they're, they're, they're coming out in full oh, force, yes, which Marcus is great. Camby. Yeah. Yeah, Marcus Camby. Everybody. <laughs> Um, I hope they travel to Miami, too, to give us some support. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Think about it. There, Jan, there's going to be – think of how many New Yorkers are going to be in that building for, for games three and four. There's going to be a lot of Nick fans there. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Our fans, yes. You know, that's going to be a plus. I, I just want to touch on two things. I know, I know everybody's saying, oh, they didn't have their best player, Jimmy, and yet we barely won the game. Um, I was listening to First Take this morning, and I heard Jay, Jay Reddick say, a win is a win. Okay? It is. Because Mad Dog Russo went off saying that we were lucky or whatever. But anyway, um, what I well, think get, we Jan, should think do. About, Jan, think about it. I said it earlier. What, you think the Boston Celtics, how, how do you think the Boston Celtics feel after that first game where the, the, the Sixers were missing the MVP of the league and Joel Embiid and Philadelphia <laughs> went up there and beat them? Terrible. They must have felt so. And the, the, the pressure's on them now. Okay, Boston, that is. Oh, tonight. I, they they got to answer the call tonight, 100%. <laughs> but I think they should, uh, they should start Grimes uh, in game three and have Josh Hart come off the bench. And thanks for taking my call. Your thoughts? Jan, appreciate it. Look, I, I'm on Team Hart coming off the bench. I've said that from day one, as the Hurricanes get on the board first here, one nothing over the Devils. Um, the thing with Grimes is, though, remember, he's coming back from the shoulder injury. And I think Tibbs is a little bit leery as to how much contact and how much he wants to maybe, how much stress he wants to put on him. Now, he barely played in game number one. I want to say he played somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes, Grimes, in game one. Yesterday, he played 26 minutes, so he's gradually increasing his workload. Maybe game number three, you find him in the starting lineup. But I don't know if he's going to switch it up because it's not like Hart has been bad in the starting lineup. But the Knicks just aren't getting that same production off the bench right now. You know, like, you know, for the longest time in that game last night, Miami's reserves were outscoring the Knicks 17-2. to And remember the first series against Cleveland? The Knicks, one of the reasons they beat the Cavaliers is because their bench was far superior, 
far superior to what you got from Cleveland. And Cleveland put Karis LeVert into the starting lineup, remember, and he was like their one big scoring threat off of the bench. And then that was completely nullified. Here Miami, I mean, Kyle Lowry, thankfully, was not as good as he was in game one. Game one, he was outstanding. He was like Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry. Duncan Robinson could go out there and he can make a couple of three-pointers for you. So he gives you that ability. With Emmanuel quickly kind of going like MIA, right now Knicks don't have a guy that's going to be able to score for you. That's why Hartenstein's contribution, just doing all the dirty work, getting the rebounds, playing defense, he was like the big boost off the bench. They got, I'll tell you this, they have to find a way to get IQ figured out. I don't know what the hell's going on with them, but quickly, go find me regular season Emmanuel quickly. I think he's still stuck somewhere in, 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 in you know, the space-time continuum in the regular season, the metaverse or whatever it is. Go bring back IQ so he could be part of the playoffs. That would be nice. It really would be. Because if you want to put Josh Hart or keep Josh Hart in the starting lineup, be my guest. I'd feel better about that if I knew quickly could come off the pine and give you about 15 points a game, which we're accustomed to seeing. They got to get that thing straightened out. 800-919-3776. More of your calls. We'll get into the Rangers breakup day up at Westchester and some interesting things that were said from the Blue Shirts. Dan Gross until the top of the hour. Then he got game number two between the Celtics and the 76ers right here on 98.7 ESPN. Can you get Ponce de Leon on the phone? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Embiid back in the lineup. Congrats to him on winning his first MVP award. Um, we're going to be with you for the next couple of nights. How about that? You know, the Knicks were gracious enough to step aside. They say, you know what? Let Grasso work. Right? They're paying him anyways. So we'll wait and sit this one out until Saturday and then play game number three in the afternoon. But we don't have a full show tomorrow, but it's a little bit later, longer than the one we have tonight. So we're going 7-9 and nine tomorrow. Then it's NBA playoff basketball. Golden State, right, Harvey? Tomorrow? All right. Lakers-Golden State tomorrow, game number two. And then Friday we will have the full show for you. So full three hours on Friday night. So 7-9 and nine tomorrow. 7 to 10 on Friday, and then per usual Saturday morning, uh, 9 a.m. for our usual Saturday soiree. Yanks in a 2-0 deficit right now in the second inning against the Guardians. Schmidt gives up a couple of runs of the first inning. Mets have got one back. They trail the Tigers 3-1 to in the fourth inning. Scherzer uh, less than his best 
in his first start off the suspension. Let's say hi to Jay. He is my friend. He is in Brooklyn, and he is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jay Pasa, how are we? How you doing, Dan? How's everything going today, man? Jay, no complaints. You know, the weather's crappy, but other than that, I think everything's all right. How about you? Yeah, you, speaking of crappy weather, I live out in Liberty State Park in my uh, apartment. I got flooded the other day with all that rain, so, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, well, I mean, that's what happens, and, and I'm sorry to hear that, by the way, but, I mean, that's what happens when yeah. it rains for, like, 55 straight hours like we had this weekend. <laughs> It's like the day Word after up. tomorrow, the movie or whatever. Word up. I thought my house was about to float away. No, no doubt. But um, I must say, man, just me having no, you know, team in the fight in regards yeah. to the Knicks and the Heat and being the person that I am, a sports connoisseur that I am, <laughs> I love the, the effort that the Knicks is putting out. And I like the fact that you have to remember that the Heat is three years removed from the bubble when they were in the championship. And they just added pieces to their puzzle. And I just feel that the Knicks is doing the same thing. You know, they take the licking and keep on ticking. They have to have that Batman mentality. You know what I mean? Take the butt whipping and come back and get right. You know? And um, I don't think any New York Knicks fans should be any and any dumps and any display of upset with the team's effort you know they wasn't even expected to be here in the second round so you know you got to enjoy what you got at the time that you have it and continue to build towards success and um you know i think the fan base to keep on rooting for their team and not get down on them and hopefully you know they can pull off this upset in regards to going into Miami and taking a heart, they got to do it the New York way, which is punching in your mouth, playing good defense, and uh, playing a good team effort with a, a, a group of uh, A-stars, not not post-stars, but A-stars. So with right. that, New York fans, I just feel that you all just need to take a chill and, and enjoy what's going to come because it, it's best to come towards you all. And I love you, Dan. Be blessed on purpose. Have a great day, man. Thank you for the call. Jay, you're the best. You get back to me. You know that. Um, this team, and, and, and we've spoken about this, this team embodies the city. Hardworking, tough. You know, they got a couple of stars on the team. But you know what? It's like they're, they're not afraid to do the dirty work. They're not flashy. You know, they kind of have that blue-collar mentality. I think the coach embodies that more than anybody else. That's the way they, 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 they teach it. That's what he preaches. And I think the city gets behind that, you know? And look, Miami, say what you want. They're a team that kind of maybe flies under the radar a little bit because, you know, Jimmy Butler is a superstar, but he's not a guy who's, like, on the minds of too many people throughout the regular season. You know, he's not in the highlights and all this. You know, the Heat are not a national draw like they were when they had LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Bosh. They're, 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 they're just not. But they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals two out of the last three years. And if somehow, you know, if they get by the Knicks, they're in the conference finals three out of the last four years. That's not too bad. Say what you want about the bubble. And look, there was a flukish element to the bubble and the fact that they went all the way to the finals. But they did. You know, and last year, they still got one step before the NBA finals, before they fell short to the Celtics there. So, look, this is a good team. It's a well-coached team. You know, we could all take shots at the heat culture and all these other things. But, hey, man, it works. 
That is a tough team to kill. You think he cut off the head of the snake and he got him, but as you saw last night, it's more than just one guy. And remember, they're not close to Hole either. Forget about Butler. Tyler Hero is a big absence for them. Tyler Hero, think about how many big games he's had against the Knicks. Think about the couple of games he had against the Knicks this year. That dude could go off and make crazy shots from, you know, anywhere on the floor. Now, look, I understand you in the playoffs, you got to go with who's available and who's out there, but it's a tough out. This is this team. I don't think there is any debate that the Miami Heat are way more battle tested a team than the one that the Knicks just got done with in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland are a bunch of pups. They don't have that playoff experience like this team in Miami does. And that's why they were going to be a hard out. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Uh, Devils, by the way, down now 2 nothing to the Carolina Hurricanes. So not the best first period for New Jersey. Um, as far as the Rangers are concerned, we'll get back to the calls here in just a second. They had baggy day today up in Westchester. People spoke. We didn't hear from Chris Drury, the general manager. I'm sure that that will happen probably in the coming days. But Gerard Gallant did speak. And a lot has been said over the last 48 hours about his status as the head coach. Last year, this team went all the way to the conference finals and fell two wins shy of getting to the cup final and got eliminated by the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions at the time, the Lightning. All right, by all accounts, we thought it was a really, really successful season and a damn good first year behind the bench for Gallant. This year, they got the talent. They were expected to make another deep run. They had a really good regular season, you know, north of 100 points, whatever it is. And then they get bounced in the first round. And they blew a two games to none lead in that series against the Devils. Whether it was because it was the Devils, the arch rival, you know, the fact that the first two wins were so dominant and then they couldn't capitalize on that and sustain the momentum, however you want to slice it, most people feel the Rangers should still be playing hockey right now when they're not. So when you make changes, first one you look at, of course, is the head coach. You know, is it, 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 you can't get rid of all the players. So they look to the head coach and you say, okay, does he deserve to come back? Me, personally speaking, I think that the problems that the Rangers had down the stretch this season are more than just the head coach. Okay? But that's not my call. You know, you looked at some of these acquisitions that they made during the offseason, or not during the offseason, late in the season, that you expected to kind of carry the bill for you, especially once you got to playoff time. And where were those guys? Right? Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane looked like a shot player. I understand he wasn't healthy, and I understand that, um, you know, the hip was bothering him and so on and so forth. The kid line gave you nothing. Panarin, really, for the second playoff in a row, gave you absolutely nothing. Mika Zibanejad scored one goal the entire series. You can't just keep asking your goaltender to bail you out. And Igor Shosturkin was brilliant in the series, but it still wasn't good enough. So maybe this is more roster makeup question than it has to do with the head coach and the way that he's deploying his lines and the way that he's, you know, putting guys in and out of the lineup or motivation, whatever it might be. So interesting comments today from Gerard Gallant. And he talked about the rumors that have been circulating over the last couple of days about possibly the Rangers making a coaching change. I got no reason to think anything besides what people put out there. Like, I mean, I read the same thing you guys. I see the same posts and all that. But nobody from this organization told me anything. I'm coming in here. What I think was two absolute years. We had one bad week. 
Manicasa. So if I can't uh, stand by my record, what I've done, I think there's something wrong. I think it's pretty good. And not just the record here, the record moving forward. But we're in New York, and that's what things, you know, people put things out there, and that's fine. I'll get over it. What have you done for me yesterday? Right? That's what, that's what the mentality is of this city. And lastly, he defends the two years that he's put out there as the head coach of this team. I think we averaged 108 points in two years. I think that was excellent. We had a great first season. We lost to the Stanley Cup defending championships in the semifinals. This year, we lost in the first round. So did I have a tough two weeks? Did we have a tough two weeks? Yeah. But besides that, I can't believe I have to answer some of these questions about me getting let go or getting fired, brought up by the media. Disappointing. All right, so read between the lines. You know how I take that? That's a message to the front office. Hey, guys. How come somebody hasn't come out, whether it's a statement, whether it's something verbal, whatever, to kind of put all these rumors to rest and get behind me and give me the vote of confidence in saying he's our coach? I think that's why he's a little ticked off. And I'm not saying that he's daring the Rangers to make a coaching change, but I'm sure that in his position, he doesn't appreciate the fact that nobody in the front office has come out and necessarily gotten his back so far and he has to go up there and face the music and have to address all these rumors that maybe they're going to move on from the head coach after two what has been pretty good seasons like I said the fact that Patrick Kane did absolutely nothing in this postseason has nothing to do with Gerard Gallant and some of these other guys that didn't produce have nothing to do with Gerard Gallant maybe it was just a bad mix maybe it didn't work out so it'll really be interesting. I say right now, just the way, you know, if you kind of read the room and read between the lines, I say no better than 50-50 if they're going to make a change or not. Would I make a change? Probably not. But it's not my call. A lot of pressure to win with this team. You know, this was supposed to be cup or bust the way they put this squad together this year. 800-919-3776 is the telephone number. We'll get more of your calls. Remember, we're taking it until the top of the hour. Then it's Celtic Sixers, game number two. Dan Grasso Show, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. I'll tell you, you know, good job by the Mets marketing department because I guess they decided that May 3rd was going to be the day where they had this promotion Let's pick somebody off the street and put him in a uniform and put him in the game for us day. Because some gentleman named Zach McCuckern, McMuckinhern, is now into pitch, and he just gave up an inherited runner from Max Scherzer to make it 6-1 Tigers. Here's Max, by the way, his first game since the suspension. Three and a third, uh, eight runs, now six earned. One walk, three strikeouts, two home runs. One of them landed... Uh, in Jared Goff's locker, as a matter of fact, across the street in Ford Field where the Lions play. And the book isn't even closed yet on Max Scherzer because the runner on second base is his responsibility. So some gentleman named Zach Muckenhern 
is doing the pitching right now for Max Scherzer. He, he, you know what the biggest issue with the Mets is? For a payroll that is $375 million, or, or, or give or take, whatever it is, you should not have anywhere near the amount of holes that this roster has. And that's the bottom line. It's like if, I, if you bought a $3.7 million house, the first night you sleep in it, you get up to like use the restroom in the middle of the night, and you turn on the light switch, and the lights don't work. You're like, geez, for $3.7 million, you would think the lights worked. That's the Mets. You shouldn't have all of these issues, but yet they do. Well, Muckenhern does a good job, gets out of the fourth inning, minimizing the damage. It's 6-1 to one Detroit. And remember, this was supposed to be the quote-unquote easy part of the Mets' schedule. Uh, let's say hi to Dan in Queens, who was up next here on 98.7. Danny, how are you? I'm good. Um, uh, what do you think about Randall and Tobin being on the court at the same time? Um, the Heat are showing their athletic, especially defender uh, Abadayu. He's very, very good. And I think we can't, Robinson can't stop him. Hardstein, Hardstein can't stop him. I'd like to see Randall defending him. And Tobin, he only played 10 minutes the uh, last game. I think with uh, Jimmy coming back, I think that's what I would recommend. I've been waiting all season to see them two on the court together. I think it's time. Yeah, but Danny, think about it. Last night, I, I think Hardenstein was, was more than enough. Uh, he had a sensational game last night. They don't, they don't win that game without Isaiah Hardenstein. I thank you for the phone call. I, 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 I can't see Randall and Toppin getting a lot of play together on the court because, first of all, Randall's going to play a lot of minutes. And I still think that Tibbs, and we've seen this from him, if Randall could play and if he's himself, Toppin's just not going to get as many minutes out there on the floor. That's, just, that, that, that's not the way he rolls. I know he's a fan favorite. He's a local guy, but I think if Randall's healthy and if they're not missing anybody else, it's going to have to be Obi in short spurts. Lonnie in Long Island up next. Lonnie, how we doing? I'm doing well. Very well. Thank you. Thanks, Dan, for taking my call. And I would like to say hey, the Knicks are playing good. I love what they're doing. And, man, I tell you, if we had a nothing, Mitchell Robinson's decent, he's good. But if we had a center that could score some points, tell you what, the Knicks would be special. They would be something. And another thing, one of the things, I just want to talk about the Yankees. The yeah. Yankees, oh, my goodness. I said last year, Boone is horrible. I don't know why he's still there. We should have got rid of him two years ago. The Yankees, they're not going to do anything. We need a hitting coach. We need a manager. And we need some 300 hitters. We need a few of them. Hicks is terrible. <laughs> Donaldson is, oh, forget about it. And I tell you, and Stanton strikes out too much. I tell you, we need some guys that can put contact on the ball. We get some contact hitters and get a, a new manager and get a hitting coach. Maybe the Yankees can turn things around this year. What I'll tell you, think, Lonnie, I'll tell you, and I thank you for the phone call, and i got to let you go because we're about to say goodbye here. I, I mean, can you ever remember a more uninspiring start to the season from the two baseball teams in this town? Like, does anything at all get you excited between the Mets and the Yankees at all? I mean, you just put a game on, you expect gloom and doom. Maybe when Garrett Cole starts, that's it? Tomorrow, if you're a Met fan, you're maybe going to get excited for five minutes when Justin Verlander takes the mound, and he's going to show you that he's 45 years old or whatever he is, and then probably get tattooed like Scherzer did tonight. I can't put this all on Aaron Boone if you're the Yankees. You know, all these guys that are hurt, it's not his fault. The guy who put the team together needs to be a little bit more responsible for the team that he created. All right, that's all for us tonight. Remember, 7 to 9 tomorrow after TMKS. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to Julian. We'll see you tomorrow. Celtic Sixers up next on 98.7 ESPN. Because some gentleman named Zach McCuckern, McMuckinher. I'm not very good with names anymore. 
This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>